What up, D? Rest, uh, whoever's on the show this episode as well. I am the guy who keeps calling Steel <laughs> like a douchebag when I'm super drunk. I guess I'm just going to call sick and wrong from now on. Fuck, you know, I still play episode 500 at the end because I still haven't gotten around to downloading any of Dio's fine work. So thanks for bringing that back into my life, reminding me of the old days. Uh, I just feel like admitting that I may be an alcoholic, and apparently I'm a steelaholic as well. But uh, I'll just call this number from now on. Goodbye. Activate my curly horse dick. Initiate Jukla. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Um, I'm returning, Lance Wackerly. Yep. I was about to give you an intro when uh, you, you, you preempted. Go. I was going to say special guest in the studio for this special episode, but uh, you, t- you totally ruined that. So Yeah, I should point out, returning for this show only. <laughs> don't, get your help, don't, don't get your hopes up, people. Don't pull your load right now. This I had to beg him to do this. Like seriously, you're is doing this the me a official favor. holiday show, or are you guys gonna do a big Christmas show too? No, there's a big Christmas show. This is this isn't even holiday related. I wasn't gonna do the show, but I'm gonna be gone for two weeks, and I was just gonna like either not record a show, and then last minute I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to Wackerly. What what does he have going on, on a Thursday night? You know, nothing. So I figured, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll go buy him like a bottle of Jägermeister and get him to do like ten minutes, ten minutes of old school podcrafting. Feels and like I the said good yes old days. To that deal. So yeah. put that Jägermeister in the mail. Well, Wackerly, it's good to have you back on the show, back in the Sick and Wrong studio. It's like old times. Still, I'm in my own you home, still got by the it. Way. We're in, we're on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> you still got it. You haven't lost it yet. I was worried that you're going to, like, you know, tarnish. Uh, after. Uh, I, I, oh, I, I, oh, oh, sorry. I'm a little nervous <laughs> on mic. You take a couple months off, see what happens. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you hear a lot of rustling. That's a lot of clearing of the throat. Rubbing the microphone. Yeah. You, you speak into the mic, all right? Right. It's, it's good. All right. Well, it's good to have you back. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Um, it's your favorite holiday. You got, a, you got big plans? I'm going over to your sister's. My sister's doing something, huh? Yeah. Didn't even invite me. Your sister and Big Jer. You're going to be in Europe. I am going to be in Europe, but she might as well have said, hey, if you decide to stay home because there's terrorist attacks going on, you can come to my Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, LOL, terrorism. <laughs> I wonder who, so who's all going to be there? Is my brother going to be there? Nobody knows. Your brother's going to have a mystery, you know? He'll probably show up and eat some food and then leave after 20 minutes of eating food. Well, his, uh, his twink felon from last year, I don't think is going to make it, but mainly because... Your sister told me that he was banned from there. Yeah. Apartment. I think my sister... It was funny. Like, my sister, I guess, last year... So, Jeff... Let me just give it back. So, Jeffrey was dating this twink that I think he met buying, like, drugs or something in the Tenderloin. 
But he's like I'm an like aggro twink. He's like a troublemaker. Well, yeah, no, I mean, he's been arrested. He's like a drug I mean, addict. Twink, he's like a tweaker. Think like, oh, he's into Barbies and he's like effeminate and like he's just very calm and likes flowers and things. But he's not. He's like an aggro twink. Yeah, I mean, he's a, like he's, he's just a, a very slight little gremlin who causes lots of mischief. He's a felon. I mean, the yeah. guy, and not to mention like a male prostitute. And didn't he like break Jeff's door down? So he's like has superhuman twink strength also. He also broke into Jeff's apartment and stole his iPad. Yeah. And Jeff still hangs out with the guy. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know. I have no. And the guy was in jail, and the Jeff had to like testify to get him out of jail. I have no idea what yeah, happened. Yeah, somehow, somehow Jeff like matlocked this dude out of, like went into court and like did his special <laughs> Jeff magic and fucking talked this guy out of a felony. I tried. Which to- nobody would have believed until it happened. I would have bet. You know, I was. I would have given somebody a hundred to one odds. Jeff was not going to be successful, and he was. I tried so I to know. get uh, Jeffrey to come on the show to talk about it, but he wouldn't. <laughs> no. So we might as well give the give our recap on what happened. But yeah, Jeff got called to the witness stand, and uh, sure enough, the jury. I mean, sure enough, he he managed to sway the jury, even though he's being eviscerated by the female prosecutor. And the guy is totally guilty. I mean, I heard the story, and I was like, oh, of course, he's way guilty. What what happened is the guy, I guess, like got picked up, like hooking in like around like in the mission by some guy, some and like rich, stole the John, some rich queen or other. Yeah, he stole his iPad and a bunch of like uh, some video games and a bunch of other things. And then instead of going out the front door, he was climbing out the window, and that's when got a caught. neighbor called the cops. And the cops caught him right with the, with the stolen it's items. Open and shut case. Oh yeah. Except Jeff somehow was like. He thought it was his bag, and he didn't know the iPad was in there, and he couldn't figure out the doorknob, and that's why I was using the window. Jeffrey's like Raymond this Burr. Of, this type of gay tweaker logic. <laughs> Whatever happened, they somehow released this guy. So anyway, this year, my sister's really nervous that she that uh, Jeffrey's going to bring him to her house. And as she was, ta- I was talking to her about this actually a couple weeks ago. She was like, you know, if I have a Thanksgiving dinner, you know, Jeff is not bringing that guy. And I was like, well, how, <laughs> well, how are you going to stop it? She goes, well, last year he brought the guy and Stephanie followed him around like some old, like Jewish spinster, just making sure he wasn't grabbing, you know, like the tchotchkes yeah. off the, off the fucking mantle. Yeah. All their valuable stuff. They <laughs> off have. The, but Stephanie was like following him around. Like I just had to make sure it's like, yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, this is what everybody as an adult you deal with is your shitty family that you don't like you don't like their significant others so i guess it's just normal skeptic to deal with it yeah. so going all the way to the city uh what does the wife think about that <laughs> traveling in a car <laughs> she's not a dog <laughs> she's scared of the car so i don't know i'm gonna have to give her a valium yeah what but does you, she you're think going about across that? the bridge it's a lot of traveling yeah, yeah. for the thanksgiving holiday usually you have you it at your house there's no traffic Oh, that's true. Around Thanksgiving dinner, everybody's already gone. The traffic is very light. So I don't, I mean, she gets along with your sister and Jer very well. Yeah, my sister likes and her a Jeff lot. Jeff, for that matter. I think uh, they're height proportionate. I think that's why Stephanie likes her a lot. Yeah, they're like exactly the same volume. <laughs> if you put them both in bathtubs, the level would go up the same amount. So, uh, so what's, uh, what's life like now uh, post, post the craft? What, what, are you, what are you doing with your free time? just not podcasting (laughs) (laughs) yeah but okay but i mean are you i mean i had to use my free time to do the podcast which i think people think that this is like a job 
that we are a like job paying part of our rent with it. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody understands it's not our, we have a, other jobs, but I think they thought this was like a real income. No, it's but like no, a pathetic hobby. A hobby. It's a pathetic hobby too at that. It just takes a like, lot of time. It's not like we're writing, you know, uh, comic books or books or novels or, or anything, you know, a right. value. You know, but what we do is, yeah, we, it takes like a good three hours of preparation even before yeah. we do the show. I mean, I didn't take up stamp collecting or something. I just do what everybody else does with their free time. Like drink heavily. Drink, cry. You know, <laughs> crying sometimes <jabs>. exercise, do <laughs> yard work, are, are go you grocery more shopping. Time? I mean, what the fuck? Are I don't, spending I don't more have time some with like, the bizarre wife? life. Yeah, but okay. But people, you know, people are wondering. There's speculation going on. Like uh, some people thought you went back to school. Back to I know. school. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> fuck no, I didn't go back to school. I'm going to get a teaching certificate. No. I think there are some rumors going around that you're studying magic or something. <laughs> I, I think I might have spread those. but The gathering or actual magic? No, actual magic. Like oh, you're going right. to do magic at like old people's homes. Yeah, because I want another <laughs> like performance-based hobby. Because I require you know, affirmation from an audience at all times. Hey, don't knock it. <laughs> I am knocking it. No, I understand. It's, you know... It's just, I feel like you're in this, you know, you're, you're what in is, this, so you, wait, in let me zone. put it this way. I mean, you didn't, you took a couple weeks off. What did you do with your couple weeks? That's basically what I do every week. I planned out the next shows that were <laughs> yeah, coming see, up. You're uh, an you addict. <laughs> no, you I do require the affirmation. My, my girlfriend, uh, was like, why don't you take more time off? This is kind of cool. We can right, actually I did do whatever you, you want. Into it, back into it. You didn't build up any suspense. No, I didn't. Jumped really. into it like two weeks later. No, it was like three weeks. I think. I think we took the, three on weeks the off. third week. You did it. Yeah, but the so, third week we released a show. Yeah, you should have waited like a month and a half and lose all the audience. No, it would have it would have built up the tension. I think. Well, people were. I mean, it was kind of at a fevered pitch because I think people were like, "What's going to happen? <laughs> what am I going to do with my life without this? Who's going to fill the void?" Yeah, the diehards. You know. And uh, people, a lot, a lot of people thought we were just fucking with them, that you were just going to come back. <laughs> yeah. When, like, no, I'm fucking with them by not coming back ever. <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate fuck with. But so you're in the zone, though, when you're doing the show. You know, you'd read different news articles, websites, and you'd see articles. And would you, like, in the back of your mind, be like, this would be a good sick and wrong story? <laughs> like, what do you do now? I, d I just don't do that. I just read news, and I'm like, that's a fucked up story moving on i don't feel <laughs> that i have page. to this is a big problem with the internet i mean we've been doing it for a long time but especially now with twitter and and facebook at the level where everybody's on it you know you include like like the dumbest most anti-social zero thought in their head person that like you know the lowest of the low admin person at your job or at any you know i don't know the it's person who breather pumps gas whatever i guess i'm not trying to disparage people's jobs here but you get what i'm saying <laughs> everybody's on all this social media and they feel that they have to comment on everything. Which they I think, do. Is, I I think it's one of the main problems of not just American society, the whole earth society right now. It's just like all that terror shit happened. Oh, I didn't, God, I dude. haven't posted one thing to Facebook. I didn't change my image. I mean, I'm guess I'm, I'm going against it now because I'm talking about it now, but like, you don't have to say anything. Something can be horribly tragic and like really fucked up and it'll be huge injustice, but you don't have to say anything because 
99.9% of the people out there, which is everybody listening to the show and you and me, it doesn't matter. You don't matter. What you say doesn't matter. It's not going to change well, anything. Everybody, it's just like opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Everybody has one, especially now. It's, and now I guess now but it's you, fine you to have an hearing it though. If you go to the bar and you're talking to some other bar fly and he's like, how about that Paris terrorism? Then you can talk about it. You can have an opinion, talk to that guy. But you don't need to like broadcast it out there for people you don't even know to see it. But I mean, a lot of people don't have that social interaction anymore. Like their social interaction is, uh, is their Facebook page. And that, if it was just going to their friends, but I feel like there's this thing, like Facebook used to be like, yeah, you're linked to your friends, but now everybody's on sort of public group pages where they're, they're with a lot of people that they aren't friends with, but they're still the same dunces and there's, and it's sort of giving you an opportunity to like publish it to a wider audience just than like, you know, your friends and relatives who are already annoyed with you. Have, uh, and people just can't, they can't resist. They like got to comment on everything that comes up in the news. Well, have you heard that term that they're throwing around tragedy hipsters? That like they have a, they like, oh, you think Paris is bad. Well, what about what happened yeah, in like Botswana in Beirut yeah, and, right. and Lebanon? It's like, but yeah. and they have to say this. They have to point it out, you know? Right. Or, or my favorite is the first people to, uh, you know, that there are like some people that were the first people to put to change their profile pic to the red, white and blue colors of the French flag. Right. That, yeah. No, exactly. All that, that does is when I look at my Facebook feed, I can't tell who's fucking writing anything anymore because they all have. It's the same thing when they did the gay marriage thing. And you know what I mean? Like, like they all just look alike now. Is that the point that everybody looks alike? Don't you hate it, though, when it's like one of your friends, like close friends that does it, though? Because you're like, ah, oh, fuck. No, really? everybody's done it. No, but there's some, sometimes, you know, there's, like, I didn't post, like, some, you know, tragic diatribe against oh, ISIS right. and the terrorism. Posts, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, we have friends. I'm not going to point out who, but it's just like, you'll see friends that will, that will post one of these um, just I don't know, self-aggrandizing posts about some tragedy just so they get their opinion heard. And you're just like, ah, oh, man, I like you, but why are you doing this? The thing that I hate about it is it's always the most mild opinion. Well, yeah, you it's know? lukewarm. It's, you know, but it's, it's, it'll be a long post, but yeah, it's a very like mild, like, well, I feel for the people, but we need to remember that other people are this and that. And it, like, it's never like, well, fuck Paris. They deserve it for bombing the least. <laughs> or, or like, you know, God damn it, I want to jam a hot poker up those Muslims' asses. It's never like that. It's, it's like, like very ISIS. Like, it's always like sitting on the fence, but like everything is good. But look at me. I recognize that like there's two sides to every coin. Like, I feel uh, like they're copying pasting other people's posts. Oh, no, no. And they then come just, up with themselves. Well, this sort is, of, but it's the well, same thing. Because you're talking it's about repetitive. our friends that are college educated. Like, this is what are you, you go to college for friends? is to write a paper that doesn't really say anything and is very fence-sitting because that's how you get an A. You're just trying to like... Maybe I don't know if you and I have talked about this or one of our other college friends. There's this way to write papers in college that you're not actually expressing your own view or analysis. You're just trying to, you know exactly what the professor wants to hear because you're basically regurgitating the shit he said during lecture. Because you're it's writing like that. notes. So these people you're... are like, well, what's the right thing to say? It's like, it's always the right thing to say. Well, they're not going to take, they're not going to take a contrarian viewpoint just to do that. I'm not even talking about contrarian. I, I want like, ex, like extremists on either side. <laughs> just to, so just you can just be like, holy shit. Something interesting. That's just not, 
predictable and mundane. And I think that's what you see. It's like a flood of the same posts about this tragedy. You know, and it at, seems like sometimes they're trying to bait Facebook somebody is. into posting something extreme and then they'll jump on top of that person. Well, I was just like, Wari, just just don't say if you're gonna say the most like middle of the road pablum, just don't say anything at all. Nobody everybody knows you're thinking that. I mean, because well, everybody's default, the default that. is thinking what you just wrote. Well, yeah, because everybody's thinking that. And if it's the default, you don't need to write it. But I think that I think that what, what they want to do is they want to get their voice heard. They want to just know that so they want other people to know that they actually care and have an opinion. That's the same opinion as the entire status quo. So, yeah, I think, I I, you know, what you should do Wackley. You should just delete your Facebook page. Believe me this week. I, <laughs> I really thought about, I mean, I deleted my other Facebook page, but oh, I yeah, thought yeah. about deleting my, my personal friends and family one this week just cause I, and I, what I basically decided to do is just, I don't look at it anymore unless I want to like figure out somebody's phone number or something like that, or maybe their birthday. You just need to become more hermetic. Just like, move not, out. See, <laughs> going off of Facebook is not hermetic. You know who doesn't have a Facebook? Your sister. Not my sister. Yeah, or my sister your brother-in-law. Um, yeah, my brother-in-law Neither doesn't have one either. Well, because you don't have to have a Facebook page. No, it's, you're not a hermit if you don't have one. I wouldn't have a. I don't have a personal Facebook page. I wouldn't have one. I mean, there's just no. There's no reason to. I, I mean, use it, it to find out. Um, like dirt on your high school people. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Not under ruse, but under news. Like the shit that would never get published in like the local real newspaper, but shit that like, oh man, some guy got like mugged on the corner by your house the other day. Like they're not going to put that in the San Francisco Chronicle, but I can go on like a local Facebook group and find that shit out, which coming for full circle, that group is where these people that I don't know, but I know are just like mundane shitheads post this stuff. And it's just like, who could ever want to read this opinion from you, miss part-time, you know, fucking Avon sales lady. It's Nobody a gives double, a fuck a what you think about sword. ISIS one way or the other. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Wackerly, I heard you're a dog owner now. What's up with that? You, you have a dog. My sister, oh, my sister called me up. She's like, yeah, oh, my God. My aunt says this dog. It's the cutest dog. And she sent me all these pictures of her holding the dog. And I was like, Wackerly got a dog? Yeah, That's he's weird. pretty cute. What kind of dog is it? Who knows? Oh, it's a mutt. <laughs> Let's see if I can get him. Hang on. Is it a mutt? Yeah, of course. Oh, here he is. Come here, buddy. Here, you can probably hear him jingling. Hey, look in the camera, dude. Well, that's a, a little bit cool squirrely dog. because he's a. Uh, is he a terrier? He kind of looks like that dog oh, that yeah, he's I had. Like some kind of terrier. Hey, bud. <laughs> What's his name? Wayne. Wayne, like after Wayne Newton. No, that's just his name he got from the pound. So that's his name. Yeah, but those aren't real names from the pound. That's his name. That's no, a hey, starter buddy. name. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, what's the deal? People are wondering. There's a lot of conjecture going on that uh, it's a precursor for a child. Are you breeding? No. I mean, maybe people don't know, but I'm sure you've talked about it. But, I mean, you had a dog with your ex-girlfriend, yeah. H, should I call her? No, no. Is that me, a precursor to yeah. nesting and marital bliss? No, it was, it was, and I was pushed into it. And, uh, you know, the, quite honestly, this is kind of interesting. I've, she just got an Instagram page and I yes, haven't talked to her. The dog or your ex-girlfriend? Ex-girlfriend. I hadn't talked to her in years and I looked at it. She still has a dog. I thought she gave it away. Right. I heard she gave the dog away and I was like, you know what? That would have sucked. Wait, He's co-hosting now, so. 
It's like now we're probably, you're probably let me go get my fucking cat and we can yeah. just like have our pets here. Pet talk. Pet talk. That the most successful podcast. <laughs> probably a lot of listeners. You know, That's a terrier features. is a very like just kind of a, a loving breed, just normal dog. You're not really attention seeking with that, you know. Whereas like if I went out in public with my cat, everyone'd be like, What's on your shoulder? Right, but people love this dog. No, I it's a terrier's. You. How could you not love a terrier? No, he's an extra cute dog, because I, I don't know why, but people seem to like him. Yeah, so are you doing the whole thing? You take him out for walks in the morning? Not in the morning, in the afternoon. He's and, a, uh, kind of, he's a little shithead, but he's uh, pretty low maintenance. Has he all. chewed up any of your um, Mystery oh, yeah. Science Theater TVs? Speaker wires, mostly. Oh, okay. They're cheap, but they're annoying as fuck when you're about to like listen to a record or whatever, CD. <laughs> Tape. Would you get rid of the dog if you chewed up your SCTV uh, DVD set? No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All that shit's online now. You know, you just torrent it. You know, and since uh, you already bought it, you don't feel bad torrenting it. Don't uh, don't try to scare him with a cucumber. I don't think it works with dogs. I'm, yeah, I've heard. I've seen this meme with the cucumber. Did you try it with the uh, acubis? You know, it's funny. What's uh, funny about this whole meme thing, it's going around right now, and veterinarians are like, you don't want to do this to your cat. So now all these concerned trolls on Facebook are posting the same thing, like, please don't do this to your cat. Like, your cat... Because it, this is what they say, your cat is scared of everything, but the home is a sanctuary where he feels safe. And when you put the, the cucumber down, you're invading the sanctuary because they think it's like a python. Right. Or something like that. That's why it's that's why it's funny. Uh, dude, well, I what put, about the what about the spray bottle? No, I well yeah, well that's it's even the sound of the spray bottle. I put three cucumbers down. Hecubus walks over and he just kinda knocked it a little bit and then was like, huh. eh, sniffed it, walked away. But that cat, hmm. I don't understand the I think it's part of the, the mutation or something of the recessive genes, but I put a Freddy Krueger mask on and chased the cat around in my underwear. Still didn't scare him. What about the vacuum cleaner? It scares the shit out of them. Right. Vacuum cleaner. That that is Satan. The Satan mm-hmm. to cats. You know. What does your dog do when you get a vacuum cleaner? Does not like the vacuum cleaner. I can imagine. Anyway, so wackily, I'm, as you said before, I'm going to be in Europe. I'm actually in Europe right now. When this episode comes out, I will be in Europe if I'm not taken by ISIS and beheaded. Um, but P Town's flying out. He's going. P Town's actually coming out to meet me in Glasgow. And uh, London, which, what, what do you think the over-under is for how long Pat's going to hang out with the fans? Zero minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming out. He's actually, I think he would last longer than you did. Although you spent what? Was it two nights or one night? One. With the fans. I, I met some uh, like Norwegian fans for like maybe 10 minutes. I thought you went like to the club in London or something. No, no. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. That the 10 minute one was just the second time, so I guess it was twice. But the club was the yeah, the longer, more heavy drinking thing, and I it was fun, but I would never do it again. <laughs> Did some guy try to grab your dick or something in the bathroom? I don't know if he was joking or if he really wanted to, or if he really wanted to, and then he decided to turn it into a joke because he was embarrassed. But yeah, something like that. I gotta watch out for that. You never know with these Londoners. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe it would be. A, maybe be a coming of age thing for you. Well, you know, last time I was there, I was with uh, Heather, actually, my my ex, and uh, it was good that she was there because I got I got completely inebriated. I mean, people kept buying me shots, and 
That's really right. Intriguing. I mean, at the end of that, I was wandering around London, not knowing where I was. And then, and then one of the fans came and saved me. I don't know yeah. how the fuck she found me. Yeah, I want to avoid she's that. She's like, what are you doing walking around here? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> I just a, guess I figured I'd like find about. a tube station at some point and sober up enough to be like, that's the stop I need to get to. Yeah. How are you going to navigate that? Even sober, it's kind of difficult. Right. And it was the middle of the night. It's pitch blackout. You know, the tube is probably closed and you didn't even realize. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to avoid that. I'm, was, I'm planning on avoiding that. It's bad news. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be a good time hanging out with the fans. A bunch of people are showing up. Um, right. So how are you going to prevent becoming that wasted? Are you going to be like, I'm, I'm only having a couple drinks, kids. I, I, I think I'm going to drink a water do. in between each of my pints i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna carry like a like a fern or some kind of like rubber plant next to me and so when i drink a shot i'm just gonna kind of like quickly furtively drop like i'll drink one shot but then the other five uh-huh. i'll pour in the plant uh-huh. it's kind of works. A good strategy i guess I mean, what would you do <laughs> i would just drink it all and get super <laughs> wasted again and then get buggered with some englishman yeah i think i'm gonna pass Maybe. on that um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I think it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to meeting with, meeting with people. And, uh, that's kind of why we uh, recorded this episode because I knew I was going to be back in time. Um, so anyway, this episode itself, if we're not doing an actual episode, I couldn't get Wackily to do a whole hour and a half long episode no, with like two hours of preparation. Yeah, no, this is like, this is the most that you're going to get. Um, but what I was going to do is I, um, I got interviewed recently by a fan of the show named Jacob. He's a student at the University of Michigan. The guy emailed me through Facebook and was like, hey, you know, I, I work for the Michigan Daily, which I actually worked, coincidentally, for the Michigan Daily. Remember that? Vaguely. Like three years I worked for the Michigan what Daily. What did you, you drew the editorial cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> Statue of Janitor. Liberty with like a, I don't know, copy of the Bible or something. Remember how terrible those were? <laughs> um, no, you know, I did, I worked for the arts department. I worked for the humor magazine, the Gargoyle. But I mostly was operations. It was like a work study job. So I like, uh, you know, just did operations. Ran the printing work. press. <laughs> Stop the presses. Facilities. You pulled the big lever. You know, I mean, if, if one of the, 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 the trust fund students needed a new laptop, I'd have to go get it. <laughs> you know, you guys need Starbucks? I'll get it. Um, but yeah, no, I was a, uh, it's a work study job, but I worked there for three years. So this kid calls me up and, or emails me. He's like, Hey, I want to interview you because we do, we do different artists and for, you know, every, every week or once a month or whatever, they profile a different artist that like, you know, when like someone comes and plays the blind pig or something in Ann Arbor, yeah, they, they, they do a, they do a page on him. He goes, <laughs> and I find you really inspiring. I was like, so really? Did you tell him about your art? <laughs> this is the art. <laughs> he knows the art. And so this kid, I talked to him for like an hour. He's actually, it was kind of, it was a fun time. He was like, I've been listening to you guys since I was 13. Me, all my <laughs> friends listen to you. He goes, all of us listen to you. He goes, I learned about sex from you guys, drugs from you guys, music from you. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, I, I feel bad for you. Like we've stunted your growth. We're worse than you coffee. I mean, he's, but he's in, I mean, he's in the prime drugs and sex area of his life time and space right he, you know he said he uh, learned a lot just from you know like the things that we said uh-huh. like uh, he said one of the things he brought up he's like one of the things you guys said that always stuck with me is don't give a shit what my friends think even if the girl's fat still fuck her and i was like that's good that's good you actually took note of that 
Because you miss out on opportunities back then like More we did. More fat chicks should thank us. <laughs> <laughs> for all the, for all the uh, reluctant dudes we've pushed over the edge. So anyway, he was, um, he brought up, he was asking me like, how did you and Wackerly like get started or whatever? And I was like, you know what? We used to do a show at KUSF. Well, I did a show at KUSF and Wackerly would come on sometimes really drunk. And uh, back then you were called more drunk than I ever did on the podcast. Probably. I don't know about that. No, Mm. maybe. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we used to get like really fucked up when we do rampage because it was kind of like a party. But even before I did, I did rampage. I also did my own show, the dirty Sanchez show. And I actually have found a clip, which I'm going to play in a bit of uh, Wackerly, but he was the Cleveland steamer back then. Right. And you actually I mean, the, sound similar. The joke similar. was that your radio name was Dirty Sanchez, so I was going to be the Cleveland Steamer. But keep in mind, though, this was also like 99 and 2000. Right. So it was much funnier back then. Yeah, <laughs> because it wasn't. tired. Yeah, now it's just like Urban Dictionary. Even Urban Dictionary is like, <laughs> oh, who gives a like shit? like 25? No, I think we were like 24 when we started doing that. Oh, really? I thought I was going low. We were even younger? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, this I is mean. Like, so I don't even want to hear this, because this is like. I mean, thank God Facebook wasn't around back then, but this is the equivalent of like, if you pulled up a post that I made what, like, like 10 years ago, <laughs> no, not what 16 years ago, check out, read this post you made 16 years ago when you were 24, yeah. it's not going to be embarrassing at all. Well, do you remember back then though? I was trying like actively trying to be a radio DJ. Yeah. Didn't so, you give a demo tape to, oh, dude. uh, sundry or something sundry demo tapes and i had like auditions and i was trying so hard to be a dj and the only dj i could be was a strip club dj at the whorehouse on uh columbus which um, uh ironically you probably made more money being a strip club dj than you would have if you would have been on commercial radio that's <laughs> that's quite true that's why i never ended up <laughs> that's why it was always it funny that you out. wanted to be a dj out. so bad it's like yeah i'll get all that, those big dj bu- radio dj bucks well, that's the thing. I just wanted to do it. I wanted to do it since I've been like 11. Even, even back then, they were, whatever they make, like $22,000 a year or something living in the Bay Area. I bet you a Bay Area, like night, like afternoon shift DJ probably pulled in like 38. Which is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not terrible, but it's terrible when you think that like, well, this is like a famous person. Like everybody knows who this guy is because yeah. he's like the K-Fog main rock station, like afternoon drive time DJ, but he's only making 38K and it's a product of supply and demand, right? Because like there's tons of people like you that like, I love music and I want to hear my voice on the radio. So they just go to the lowest bidder basically, right? Who's like somewhat acceptable on air. Well, I think the most depressing part of it all is you could just be replaced by a machine. Like we don't even Which need is what you. happened with Clear yeah. Channel, right? Hey, Jack or, FM or, 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 they, or some other guy comes along and he's like, you know, I'll take 35 and I'm pretty good. And then the, your, your DJ, your you know, radio station company's like, well, you can still have a job, but you're going to take a pay cut and you have to move to Peoria, Illinois. And you just have to be like, uh, that's because if you listen that, to a lot no, of radio, those guys are always talking about how like they can't buy a house. Not that they can't afford one, but they're just like, I'll probably just have to move in another two years when I get shifted somewhere else. Well, I think that's part of it too. It's like, 
you know, you got to start out like in, you know, Jackson, Michigan, and then you right. just work your way up and like market to market till finally you get to like a San Francisco. And when you finally get to like San Francisco, which is number five, you're only making like 38 a year. And so you're probably going to get demoted back down to Jackson yeah. or some equivalent place in like three years. Unless by like some off chance you get you get in with like, you know, you, you have the best toilet flushing sound effects and you get <laughs> in with this morning show and the morning show guys do make a lot of money. If their show is successful, but it's probably right. only going to be on for two years. But and then you're at the top of the game and you're doing like live reads for like the mattress company. <laughs> like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, I just wanted mattress, folks. I got my mattress there, and let me tell you, it's comfortable. <laughs> let me get back to this uh, shit story, though. Hey, man, how's it going? I d- I just don't think I ever would have lasted very long. I mean, I worked a couple different radio shifts, but I just never. Yeah, I never, I never quite made it, but I, I wanted to so bad. So I made like, I recorded almost every show I did. Not every, but in the beginning, I recorded almost every show I did. And like, I really tried to do the whole radio thing. Like, this is Dirty Sanchez. And you're listening to blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, you're, you're playing music, a music bed. So anyway, in this clip that I'm going to play of us, it's like we were, ta- we were talking about Crocus and we're talking about KUSF because they lost their transmitter. And I think we actually did a couple stories. So anyway, I'm not going to play it. We don't have to listen to it now unless you, unless you really want to hear it. Do you really want to hear it? <laughs> if it's short, I'll hear it, but I right. cringe the whole time. I'm just going to play the very beginning. The very beginning, and then uh, after the break, you can listen to it. I'll play the whole thing. Let's see here. remember how i used to like play like a comedian and then you'd go into butt rock and that was the music bed vaguely yeah so anyway this is classic kusf though none of the equipment works ever (laughs) like none of the equipment ever worked worse than the podcast oh yeah this is way worse 90.3 90.3 KUSF. This is Dirty Sanchez. So I'm back. I can't We're hear still it, on the air. Thank God. Got it doesn't matter. Steamer in here. What's it up, doesn't Steamer? Just keep going. Oh, dude, I'm not hearing you. I think the mic's off. Is there an echo? Is it, it's just not plugged in. Do you hear that? Can you hear it now? Yeah. All right. This is kind of like we're actually sort of. This is sort of like a parallel universe here. The same thing that's going on in this clip that I'm playing 16 years ago is happening right here in the show. Well, I feel I feel like there should be a doodle-doo, like like wavy fade out to us then at the KUSF studio with like goofier hair and like less neck fat. I I had like uh, dreadlocks back then. I was sure I just skinnier. had like a Lego man haircut. Yeah, it was definitely skinnier. Dude, this blows. <laughs> oh, well, we're still plagued by problems, people. We're plagued by problems. That's why you need to donate. You might as well come in the studio here. Oh, yeah. Steamer. Always <laughs> asking for donations. Oh, wait, you know what, Steamer? Try that? the orange mic. Let's see if Steamer can be heard on the orange mic. Sting? No? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. You can hear me now? Can you hear me? No. Well, I can hear Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everything's good. Well, Steamer, say hello. Hello, everyone. Cleveland Steamer's here. He's he's in here. He just younger. got back from a show, and uh, he decided... You definitely sound well, yeah, kind of younger. 16 years ago. Yeah, it was just a long time ago. Yeah, this is like... All right, I'm going to play ten, like 10 more seconds of it. So when we talk about Crocus. 
come in tonight and grace us all with his presence. Right, it's way, way past my bedtime, but who cares? It uh, certainly is. I mean, I'm whatever. It's a Tuesday right. night. Right. It's time to listen to some crocus. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wakes me up like the crocus. The thing or is, the big K, as the, I like to call it. The, the thing is with K crocus, like my up. favorite memory of crocus is that retarded girl in gummo wearing the crocus shirt. That's my favorite thing about Crocus. Crocus is timeless, and that's part of it right there. The Crocus is timeless. It's, it's timeless music that hits people of all generations. All right, we go on for Crocus, like like 10 minutes on Crocus. <laughs> that's good radio. Yeah, that, that is Talking <laughs> about Crocus, and I literally, you can tell by the shit that I'm saying, never listened to, I don't know any Crocus songs. I'm just saying weird platitudes about Crocus as yep. I'm doing now. I have a couple Crocus records. I still can't name a song. I had to look it up. I had to look it up online because I want to end the show with a Crocus song. I looked it up online. One of their biggest hits is called Long Stick Goes Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I said was basically the equivalent of Crocus. They're really something. You know what? The best thing about Crocus really is their name. And that retarded chicken gummo that wore the shirt. Because that's all I know about the band. Because their Uh music kind of sucks. To be honest, even though I'm sure we have a couple Crocus fans that listen to us. Anyway, we go on. It's ridiculous. I'm going to play a clip from that of uh, me and and Wackily back then known as the Cleveland Steamer um, doing some articles. We actually do some articles about a a variety of topics. And then after that, I'm going to play a clip from the trial of Bob Madigan. I think you were at that too, uh, where Bob Madigan was being tried for burning his pubic hair and they were, they were going to kick him off the show. And so we actually had a mock trial where it's like, I was the judge, um, El Baracho. Remember that guy? Yeah. Um, and he was an irascible fella. He was the prosecutor. He hated Bob. He um, hated a lot of the people that were, he hated, uh, Il Duce was another guy. Nickname well, of a guy I mean, who was on the show. He hated him too, right? Well, El Duce was like a criminal that would come in with like a Ziploc freezer bag full of meth. I mean, and be really, 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 really high on drugs. Like to the point where you're like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about and you're kind of freaking me out. Dude, and not to mention, didn't he have like those like Aryan ruins, like Nordic ruin tattoos? <laughs> yeah, he's got like, a little bit of skinhead in him. He just, he was a scary looking guy. And uh, yeah, and he always had all these drugs and weird weaponry in his, like he had like a morning star. I remember he used to drive around in his, in his car with, um, but yeah, Baracho hated all of them. I don't know why he even showed up for the show. Well, I think he was really into the music. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Like he wanted to be part of the, 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 uh, the, the San Francisco scene. metal scene, which used to be a real thing and if, is, is absolutely nothing now because San Francisco is so like upscale. Well, yeah, but it's been gone for a while, right? It's been gone for years, but I mean, yeah. I mean, there's still a few bands. I think Oakland, there's still kind of a scene, but well, yeah, in San Francisco, I mean, there were like all these venues, like uh, metal venues, Lucifer's Hammer, remember that? Right. And so, Covered like, yeah, wagon. like I was kind of uh, sort of VIP in that scene. Like, I could get on the list <laughs> okay. for all the shows because of Rampage. Wait, wait, do you need me to put on my rose-colored glasses for this segment? <laughs> Oh, here they go. Yeah, I remember those days when you were a VIP in the San Francisco metal scene. By VIP, I mean I could get put on the list for some shitty $5 show at the Covered Wagon. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not going to see like ACDC backstage. You're not getting called backstage at Metallica. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying to Lars' house in Marin. I'm going to see like the vulgar pigeons at 
at the covered wagon, which would cost five dollars, but they're gonna put me on the list because I host a community metal radio show. Oh, and by the way, when you get up to tell them that you're on the list, it's gonna take them ten minutes to find where like the backstage roadie dude like scrawled it on the back of the page where all the actual names are printed. But that's gonna take a while. That is so, VIP. so if you're going to bring a date, you're like, <laughs> going to have to work to impress her with some drinks later. The thing is with Bob Madigan, though, is he'd come to the show. And back then I was working at the strip club. So I'd like, you know, I would bring like five girls, four girls or whatever after work to come do a bunch of drugs and hang out. And it was like a party. And then I would go outside and smoke a cigarette. I'd come back and all five of those girls were just like hauling ass outside the station. Like, oh, God, what a disgusting pig. And I was like, what, what happened? They're like, this, this homeless man is burning his dick. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I go in there and there's Bob pants down, just burning his pubic hair, laughing. Remember right. that? But you could smell it because it burnt. I mean, there's only it one thing like that smells like burnt hair. Yeah, it was gross. So anyway, we did this whole trial of, uh, to kick him off the show. I remember Boom King was the defense attorney, and he just wore a shirt, like a like a Hanes uh, T-shirt with like a Sharpie. It just said, fuck Bob. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're the defense attorney. <laughs> you didn't get it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to play that. I'm going to play a clip from, uh, from uh, Cleveland Steamer. And uh, yeah, it's a clip show, essentially. So you get your you get your episode 509 special episode. Wackily, um, thanks for being on the show. No problem. It's good catching up with you. You know? Um, I'll think about maybe doing an appearance for the holiday show. Oh, just you, so you I gotta get some be nog on in, But I'm not promising anything. Let's do a little nog. Steel's gonna be on the show. You can, you can meet that, the new be guy. like a couple weeks, like six weeks away? Five yeah, weeks? it's going to be like, and you know, like uh, probably right before Christmas or something. Because usually, don't we, like uh, in years past, we'd record like you know, two hours of drunkenness or right. something like this that. This will be like split another 10 up. minutes, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll, 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 hopefully you'll be back for that. Anyway, it was good to have you on the show again. I will talk to you soon. Hopefully, um, I don't get beheaded by uh, ISIS, but if I do... I mean, I'm more concerned about you getting raped in the bathroom of the bar. Well, I'll I wish you'd give me a description. Maybe draw, because you're, you know, you're, you're a bit of an illustrator. Maybe draw a description of what you remember your tormentor to look like. No, but this is just like how... You know, it's not good for the anti-terror people just to focus on people who with big turbans on their head. You can't, it, it could be a different guy that tries to rape you. So you don't just keep your eye out for the behavior patterns, not a specific guy. That's a good, that's a Have good you learned idea. learned nothing from the war on terror? Yeah, I'm going to be drinking a lot though. My, uh, my vision is going to be clouded. My reason, which already is impaired, um, isn't going to be, you know, completely apt. Uh, I think I'll probably be all right. I'll have P-Town there. <laughs> I mean, even if you got raped, you'd still probably be all right. Look, think about that way. Look on the bright side of life. It's yeah, not, sure, your ass hurts worst, for a couple worst, days. The worst that could happen is that you get raped. I maybe you get AIDS. go back to work when you come back from Europe. You know, maybe get AIDS. But you know, like Charlie Sheen, he's fine. Magic Johnson, how yeah. long has he lived? He doesn't even that bad anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's he could be fine. Like, You'll be like fine. Like gonorrhea. So, you know, yeah, gonorrhea, it's like, you know, it, it goes away after a little while. So, all right. Anyway. Well, say hi to all the fans over there for me. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Happy Thanksgiving. I will talk to you soon. All right. Good night. So, coming up next, we have the, uh, the full Cleveland Steamer, Dirty Sanchez radio show um, thing that, 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 that we did. This was actually recorded back in 2001. I'm going to follow that with the trial of Bob Madigan. 
So I enjoy people. Uh, Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. Well, thank God that uh, KUSF is operating at 3%, and uh, you can hear us on Hate Street now. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I might as well just be yelling out the window, just shouting out the window, because it's doing about as good as uh, broadcasting at right. 3%. My retarded grandpa is sitting on top of the transmitter, and he's got a little headset going, and he says he can pick up the station fine, but I think that's about it. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's your retarded grandpa who's causing all the problems, because he's naked right now, drinking moonshine, <laughs> and hanging, swinging back and forth on the transmitter. Maybe if he didn't have the tip of the transmitter like halfway up his rectum, everything would be better. But I can't get him down from there. What am I going to do? Look at this. We're already degrading into talking about sodomizing grandpas. See what happens? See what happens when we're not operating at full power? That's why you should donate money. Donate. Give us money. We want your credit card numbers. We we need $20,000. I I don't know. I I think we could raise this money. And I kind of want to have a telethon, like a Jerry Lewis telethon, get some retards in here. Like, talk to them and uh, make them dance and do that stuff that they do. A program of this caliber is not cheap to run. Exactly. Exactly. But I think we should get, like, a Jerry Lewis telethon going and uh, just basically have phones ringing and people calling in and just for a whole week have celebrity guests and donate money and get $20,000, then we'll be operating at 100%. But, but I mean, technically, if you were to have a telethon like that, Jerry Lewis would come in, and, and actually, you would be the retard, because you would be like, give money to Dirty Sanchez. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you don't need to get otherwise. You, Jerry Lewis would be a, doing a telethon for me. He could sing, croon some, like, uh, some kind of a song in Can your you eyes. do a, Der- a Jerry Lewis impression steamer? Like, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to I think it would be a, yeah, some kind I'm of I'm going to have to watch The Nutty Professor and just study it intensely, and then by the time the telethon comes about, I'll be able to do Jerry Lewis. I don't even want to attempt it now. Shh, don't tell them that. Uh, Jerry Lewis will be here. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just let you in on a little secret there. God damn it, diary of the mouth. Okay, well, I'm glad to be back. And at least the people on Hate Street right now who are listening will be able to hear about this article... Because seeing that most of the people on Hate Street are homeless, it's uh, relatively pertinent to their lives. So um, I was reading this article, and uh, as you know, I, I, do, I do read the news every day. I like to keep informed about what's going on. And this happens to be in the SF Weekly, which I do love the articles in the Weekly. And Steamer, do you ever read the articles in the Weekly and the Guardian? It's the most, those are two of the most unbiased news reporting <laughs> things I've ever read in my life. Yeah, but they're always just these liberal articles like these feel good articles yeah <laughs> yeah unbiased here but just these feel good articles about these horrible stupid events going on in the community and like the guardian like takes this libertarian view about we have to take care of everybody but this is happens it happens to be in the weekly but uh the story is called a touching story it says homeless people need many things food clothing shelter crocus <laughs> you're a public servant <laughs> but maybe what they really need is a good back rub Okay, there's a 
nonprofit organization called Care Through Touch Institute, which has come to give aid and comfort to the homeless through touching, through giving people back rubs, through giving them foot, rub, foot rubs. And this is what, um, what's her name? Trenshaw, Cynthia Trenshaw, longtime volunteer and grant writer for the Care Touch Institute. This is what she said. We'll probably be refused a few times until someone accepts a massage and then other folks can watch and then suddenly there'll be more people than you can handle. And you know what they do is they massage their feet and rub their backs. Homeless people. Right, right. No, Sanchez, I, I wouldn't touch your feet and you have a home and a girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, just think about how sick that is. It's like going up to homeless people on the street and just like grabbing them. This is what they said. This is all you need. A pillow, a towel, antiseptic lotion, and for the potential worst case scenario, rubber gloves. <laughs> Dude, if okay, you have okay. to wear rubber gloves, why are you touching them? All right. No. And that that's one angle is that this is just disgusting. The whole article <laughs> made me want to vomit. It but on top of that, right okay, now. let me walk a mile in these like dirty encrusted shoes and say I'm a homeless person. Okay, you need, what do they need? A towel, a pillow, rubber some gloves, antiseptic some lotion. lotion. How yeah. about a sandwich? <laughs> if I'm a homeless person, how about bring a sandwich along? Because I, you know, or a pipe. Not, I, have, I have a place to live, and I don't get massages myself, but yeah. I like to eat, you know, every <laughs> once in a while. That's what homeless people need, food, crack, food. and alcohol. Yeah. Well, they don't really need the crack and alcohol, but... I mean, they could use I money. I would take the crack and alcohol before the massage is the point. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just disgusting if you think about this. And this is the Institute's purpose right here. The Institute's purpose is to touch others with real love and care and respect and dignity and through our touch to offer them our unconditional regard. Dude, it's disgusting. Could you imagine being a homeless person? You're down on your luck. You're sitting there fiending, fiending for crack, fiending for heroin wanting a drink of alcohol and along comes some Jesus freak who grabs your feet and begins rubbing them. What would you do? You know, I, I, I can't even t I can't even tell you. I don't know. That's just so bizarre. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just don't get this. I think it's another case of some wacko justifying her existence by, you know, because she's freaking out Dick Cheney because he, he could, wouldn't get into it. But basically the whole idea is just stupid. Well, buy them a goddamn sandwich. Right, right. Like, this no. is what it says right here. One of the big things for people is getting used to the odors and getting used to the physical environment environment in which the massage is done. She's like, a lot of my students say, oh, geez, this is going to be the hardest thing, the smell. The smell of a person who maybe hasn't changed their clothes in weeks. Maybe they're a paraplegic. Maybe they can't get out of that wheelchair. Maybe all they can do is just defecate right there. Yeah, right. And you're going mean, to touch uh, okay, them? If, she, if, she's really, if she, this person really isn't into sandwiches, maybe, you know, like clean underwear or some toilet paper. Which, some which, toilet which paper. Another, another thing yeah. would, you know, maybe be a little bit useful to these people. And what blows my mind even more about this article, I know we're going a little, we're going a little long about our discussion on this. This is a rant, people. This isn't even a discussion anymore. But this blew my mind. At any given time, Finch, the instructor there, says may, she may have a dozen or so students willing to put up with the smells and sores to learn the basics of massage. And Finch's philosophy of touch tuition ranges from $500 to $750. So people are paying to touch homeless people's feet. Yeah, and what, what does a McDonald's cheeseburger go for nowadays? Like 89 cents? I don't know. That's or 500 cheeseburgers. A burrito from Taco Bell. Yeah. Something. I don't know. God, it's just disgusting. You know, and and uh, I'm sure there's a ton of people out there thinking, uh, like, oh, if you guys just, you know, I don't know. Well, I just don't get it. Like, even the if... Massage is life and all that, but 
Well, dude, yeah. if you think about people it, even if Jesus came back, I don't think he would touch any of the homeless people living in San Francisco. Because <laughs> I know I wouldn't. It would be beyond his, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be in his scope of work. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, a, I'm on the uh, Kicking Homeless People Institute. <laughs> yeah, I got How much my, is that admission? Well, it's actually free. All you need is a pair of steel toes. <laughs> Doc Martens or something? You just need a pair of steel toes. <laughs> That's about it. Okay, well, let me move on here to uh, our playlist. I digress. So uh, the three listeners in Hate Street that are listening right now, let me tell you about the guy I saw at Blockbuster on Friday. I was trying to rent some softcore porn because Blockbuster doesn't have any hardcore porn, so uh, my girlfriend and I were standing there renting some softcore porn. Already a little embarrassed, but not really embarrassed because it was softcore, not hardcore. And uh, there's a guy. Oh, there's a caller. Hold on a second, caller. You gotta wait till we've got to stop talking there, guys. Yeah, wait till I shut up, okay? (laughs) All right, um, so anyways... There's this guy, he must have been around 25, obviously withdrawing from heroin inside the Blockbuster. He was just lying on the ground, like right behind where you, you know, the little cashier stations, the checkout stands, like but right before the door. He's just lying on the ground in a puddle of his own piss, and he obviously defecated himself because he just smelled like crap. Like the entire Blockbuster smelled like crap. See, I prefer to withdraw uh, in uh, Hollywood video because they have softer carpet. <laughs> yeah, softer carpet than like a. You that's know, just a. That's just a. You know. A, yeah, a, I mean, a this tip from KUSF <laughs> to all you listeners. All you uh, potential uh, heroin abusers. Ca- carpet. But uh, anyways, this guy was just sitting there lying in a puddle of his own piss and crap. And uh, the guy, the manager from Blockbuster was like, uh, excuse me, sir, you got to leave. <laughs> and the dude's just kind of looking at him shaking like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> just kind of shaking. And I was just like, I don't think he's going to get up and leave. <laughs> and the, the guy's like, let me handle this, okay, sir? I don't think he's going to rent any Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't you want any assistance from me. <laughs> I know. I was just like, yeah, I don't think he's going to be uh, renting any movies. Maybe Titanic. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, he's just sitting there, and I crapped himself, and the whole place reeked. And the manager's like, um, excuse me, sir, just talking to the guy. Then he walks over, and he, like, starts swearing, calls the cops. The cops come, grab the guy by his legs, and just drag him out to the street and just leave him on the sidewalk. It was great. But what else are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, I was going to take him home and rub him. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a good rub. He needs a good rubbing. That's what, that's what I thought. People were just tuning in. We were talking about rubbing homeless people earlier, and so that's like an inside joke now. Right. So people listening all we night. Don't want anybody to be confused. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're not actually. Uh, yeah. We didn't, we didn't just make this up now. Okay. This is what we were talking about before. All right. Anyways, let me listen, continue with the playlist. If you can't listen to the whole damn show, then that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. I know. Seriously. Yeah, it's the the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, people. The defendant has arrived. Rampage Radio will be holding court momentarily. Unfortunately, our uh, special guests have not seemed to show up. We're supposed to have uh, David Faustino, the dude that used to play Bud Bundy on Married to Children, coming in here. He might show up. And uh, the band The Zodiac Killers. We I have, don't know where we have they David are. Faustino's lookalike here, though. Oh, yeah, you know, we, we do kind of. Hamon uh, Cortez or whatever the hell your name is. He does Bartez. look a little like, oh, Bartez? Bartez. Cesar Chavez? Bartez. Bartez, okay. Well, anyways, David Faustino hasn't shown up yet, and uh, nor has the Zodiac Killers. Where the hell are they? Are they, like, too big of a band to come into Rampage Radio? Yeah. Greg, 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 Greg Larry. So did they flake? 
think so. I just think it's, you know, Saturday You know, I'm, I'm going to hate them for the rest of my life. 420. Yeah, 420. That's it's what happens. Hitler's birthday. Anymore, you, you Hitler's freaks. birthday and 420. You guys are a day behind. You know, Columbine, baby. you know what's weird about this? It's weird that those two late. coincide. I think that has something and to do Earth with day. that. No, all those, yeah, I know. It's Hitler's birthday and 420. I think all those potheads are anti Semitic or something. I don't but know. Did, but did you know that uh, Hitler was a vegetarian? <laughs> oh, is he Very really? strict one, yeah. I thought he only big, ate Jews. Big time dignitaries. Yeah, well, no, I don't, I don't think he did. But uh, he big time dignitaries would be around his little kitchen table, like having dinner with him, and he would talk about how they slaughter animals. Were like, you there? And he'd be, you weren't there. You don't know. He was a vegetarian. <laughs> he was a vegetarian, and, uh, and he killed all those Jews. God. He was not militant. Hitler on. Yeah, this is I your trial. Yo, Bob, this is your trial. It hasn't started yet. I just yeah. said I, I, the I fact that Earth Day and Hitler's birthday coincide with each other. That is kind of weird. Well, anyways, people, this is uh, Rampage Radio. We have uh, we're about to start the trial. This is the moment you've been waiting for. People, make sure you turn the volume up on your stereos out there. This is the biggest event to hit KUSF since the um, I don't turn, know OJ turn, trial, whatever. Turn, turn off this the is survivors. a big deal. Yeah, this is turn the first the time Rampage Radio holding court here. The trial. Of Bob Madigan. That's right. Donkey okay, well, uh, shall we get I'm this on the road there, Baracho? I don't know. We'll Everyone's talking and making a mess out right. of the radio. Um, all right. I say we get this going here. All this right. is the trial of Bob Madigan, Rampage Radio 2002. Wait, I thought the Wait, judge was supposed to do that. You know what, uh, Bailiff, you're going to have to speak right into the microphone here. I'll rise for the entrance I'm not standing and the presence up for nothing. of the right honorable Judge Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> you know, no one rose there. You can't even hear that. Order in the court. Order in the court. Okay. And this is the book we're going to use. Thank you, people, for coming down to the trial of Bob Madigan. As was mentioned before, this trial is basically... To decide, it's, it, the, let me give you the background here the, about the trial. Is Bob Madigan is guilty, or allegedly. He's guilty, you already the said act. it. It's He's done. Allegedly the it. committed the act of lighting his genitalia on fire multiple times, repeated times. Repeatedly, he has lit his genitalia on fire, ignited his genitalia in the studio of Rampage Radio. And for this, he is being tried. We're going to find out what, basically, the... The compulsion behind the lighting of the genitalia on fire. We're going to find out the reasons he does this. We're going to find out, you know, what happens, what what basically causes him to light his genitalia on fire. And we're going to find out, allegedly, allegedly, and we're going to find out if he truly is guilty of this act. If justice is going to be determined here on Rampage Radio. I am Justice Sanchez, and I will ultim ultimately make the call, even though we do have a jury here, to decide whether he is guilty or not. El Baracho will be the prosecuting attorney. Uh, what's up, Baracho? Nah. How do you feel about prosecuting this trial? These That's are open. a piece of cake. It's a piece of cake. We have Hamon Bartez here Hello. as the defense attorney. We have Bob Madigan, defendant. We have Reverend Boom King, character witness. That's Donkey Daddy. We have Cleveland Steamer, the foreman of the jury, and also serving as bailiff. And we also have Chachi, one of the members the of, of the jury here. Conflict so I say we, um, enough said, I say we get this trial on the, on, the, uh, on the road here. I want to hear some opening statements from the prosecution first. What the hell is that? The gavel. Hey, it's a hammer. Look at that. <laughs> you know that in here. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I brought it in just for an order in the court. Yeah, you shut, shut up. your mouth. Yeah, we'll gag you. <laughs> All right. Okay, op opening statements of the prosecution. For the past few months, every time Bob Madigan has come into Rampage Radio 
His genitals have been lit on fire by himself for the for no other reason. So what does except this happen? his own sick pleasure? Okay, uh, prosecuting attorney of Baracho there. Does this happen on a regular basis? Pretty much every show. Every single show. When does this happen? Like what time? Around five, between five and six. Five and six. And so what happens when when the alleged when the defendant allegedly lights his genitalia on fire? What happens? Well, what are the repercussions, the it, consequences? It's a pretty simple process. You drop your pants and no, light but I mean, what, under what, what happens? Like, what, what's the reaction? It stinks. It stinks. It smells horrible. <laughs> it it's smells very so, unprofessional. I guess I can see that. I, I understand. And I, I'm I'm feeling I'm, you. I'm trying to run. I'm running journey. a tight ship here. It's, so it's, it's wait a minute. It's unprofessional, like his band. Okay, uh, order in the court. Stay back there. Yeah, you shut your okay. mouth. I'm talking. So, uh, prosecution. What, what, basically, you're here to prosecute Bob Madigan for lighting his penis on fire, his entire genitalia. I don't understand this. His pubic region. You, what what happened here? You've seen it. You I have it. seen it. Disgust me too. But I it's am gross. an impartial justice here. He doesn't do it on the air, which would make it funny for the listeners at least. That is true. And it, that is true. I, I can't think of any reason why he should light his genitals on fire because no one really likes it that much, and it stinks. And so you're disgusted by this. It it, it makes me want to vomit because I'm stuck in here for two hours after he does it, two to three hours, smelling Bob's burnt nuts. Bob's burnt pubic hair. His yeah. roasted nuts. If I can you will. see why you're perturbed by this prosecution. Okay, well, I want to hear some statements, opening statements from the defense here. Hamon. Um, I'm Hamon, yes. Hamon. I'm uh, representing Bob, uh, Robert Madigan, free of charge, um, gentleman of the jury. Do we have any ladies? No ladies in here. No, unfortunately. Only gentlemen of the jury. I don't know why the ladies aren't here in court today, but... Um, yeah, I got a, yeah, one, I got a good idea, idea why. Because they don't okay. want to smell Bob's yeah, burnt nuts. <laughs> First of all, if, if I may continue... Pipe down. Order in the court. Uh, Justice Sanchez, this is not a case of genital arson. There has been no crime committed here. He's not lighting other people's genitals on fire. This is a case of auto genital ignition. Yeah, but the fact that he's lighting it on fire is what bothers the other people. Well, that's the point of my defense. Okay. That he's not doing this to bother people? He's no, doing this, this to gratify is, this his, is own his own this sexual is, perversions? It's not sexual. This, this goes back this goes back to the... Um, this goes back to the beginning of time, to man's fascination with fire. Ever since man has had a fascination with fire. So you're saying prehistoric times here. This is, uh, what the hell first are you of talking all, about? I'll save this, excuse me. Okay, order in the court, order, uh, order in the court. This goes, this goes back to the beginning of time. You know what, I just want to make a quick statement here. This music is just ridiculous court music. I don't understand why we have this music, Baracho. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> because you put it. <laughs> Look, on we might as well be listening to air supply. Okay. Where's All right. Well, supply? back to the defense Fun here. Defense. I'm out to prove that um, Mr. Madigan, Robert Madigan, the defendant, yes, is expressing himself in a very legitimate way, a way that has been proven throughout history, throughout time, to be um very substantial. Okay, I guess I, I, I see your point there. Defense. I don't know how I'm going to do it at this point, but I, um, I will prove it. Well, thank you, defense. Thank I, you, defense. Order in the court. Quit bothering the lawyers there, Reverend Boom King. You're the character witness. you got to be here. Okay, well, let's, let's get this trial on the road. I say we call the defendant up to the stand here. 
Yeah. Uh, bailiffs, we're going to have yeah. to swear them in. Unfortunately, we don't have a satanic Bible or a uh, holy Bible, so you're going to have to uh, be sworn in on the Kiss Gene Simmons book, Kiss and Makeup by Gene Simmons. All right, I'm sworn in. No, no you got to raise your right hand. Oh. Uh, do, do you know which one that is? Tell yeah, the whole truth, I got it. Nothing but the truth and everything that's truthful. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be straight up. Okay. All right. We have Bob Madigan. We have Bob Madigan on the stand. Uh, prosecution, you can go first. What the hell is wrong with you? Prosecution. <laughs> the thing. Good question. Sustained. What the hell is wrong with you, Bob Madigan? Uh, my headphones keep kicking in and out. Um, can you for a minute? Oh, and in any case. Uh, uh, um, nothing's, uh, well, the doctors say I'm bipolar and that I've got, um... Gee, that's news to me. I'm like, um... I think that um, runs in your family, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Man, you should see my family reunions, man. Well, this isn't about your family, Bob. This is you okay. on trial here. Okay, now, uh, what are the... The tree goes straight up, no branches. Okay. Um, the question is, what the hell is wrong with you, Bob Madigan? Nothing. I'm totally like, you know what it is, especially like in a situation like here, you got a bunch of people hanging out, some of them from bands that are waiting for their turn like go up, and I'm just bored, man. And you feel that they need to see you light your genitalia on fire? Well, the thing, I, I just lost my hearing here, but um, the thing about that is, uh, um, it has a certain smell, right? And like, you know, you can have a, Jesus, a yes, visual. It, does. it certainly have a, does have a smell. We've established that. You can have a visual presence, and you can have an audio presence, you know. But like, then to bring the smell into it, just like totally um, adds to the atmosphere. Okay, well, uh, Bob, what we want to know, though, is why do you insist on lighting your genitalia after, on fire? After, after repeatedly being asked not to light your genitals on fire After being studio. told, yeah, after because, being told, you know, verbatim. It would, it would be great if, if you did it. It would be, like, outside, just not indoors. Because I get bored. But you could go outside and do it. And it would alleviate that boredom. So the only and not reason, up yeah, but my like studio. if you go outside, your nipples are going to get hard and uh, light them on fire. They'll be fine. Yeah, but the wind might be carrying, and that might like carry a, like to a forest. Okay, fire Bob, or but I, I sense that there's a deeper psychological reason here. What compels you to light your penis on fire? It's simple. It's okay. It's not just my penis. I like my. I haven't had a haircut in like ten years because you light it on fire. Correct. But why do you want people to see that? Do you think people do want to see that? No. It's a thing about um, not just making a visual and um, vocal presence, uh, audio, audio, audio presence. It's about making a smell an olfactory it presence as well. Doesn't actually sound like anything. That's it's not really it's an audio about. presence. Yeah, but we're not on the air years when you do ago, this. Years ago, I used to come, I used to live next to a crematorium, and what they do is they take like what is called <laughs> frankincense. <laughs> How is this guys, relevant, Bob? Uh, this is this is a smell. Okay. Uh, frankincense. What they put it over the body, the body, and then they like um, they cook the body and they make it into ashes, right? Yeah. And the smell that you get is the smell of burning hair and frankincense. But so um, what I started doing on stage was instead of um, I was like I can reach people uh, with my smell of my hair, 
Um, because it'll smell just like the smell of like a, like a what a crematorium. A frankincense? You know, I've Your smelled balls? frankincense no, before. Do you think Bob's no, burning nothing, balls no. smell yeah, like frankincense? Not, not I, I've never I've never brought in the frankincense in here. You know, like you know. But, Thank God. But no, <laughs> you take some frankincense and you burn Rub it frankincense, on your balls. and then you burn your hair. And it's gonna smell just like a uh, like they're cooking a body. Yeah, but why do you want us to smell this? That's what I. That's what we want to establish here. Is Wait, why? Is, what possesses you why to get you, us to smell? Why? Why do you want feel that we need to smell this smell? Because I'm trying to provide another um, sense of, you know, like we got the touch to feel. We don't hug each other, so like thank the touch God. To feel you thing, stay over there. I got a hammer. It's all about. <laughs> it's all about like sensory and. Um, so what you're saying people. it's all about feelings. It's about sensory. Yeah, That's yeah. Well, okay, you're hurting, and you're hurting know my I was feelings. Well, prosecution, do you rest? No, not at all. Well, what, God bring, damn it. All right, what other terms do you have? Because we have to get onto the defense here. Because but, after, it, my question still hasn't been answered, is, is after repeatedly being asked not to do it inside, why do you I'm still do it? I'm a bad boy. All right, that's it. I rest. All right, that's prosecution it. rests. We move over to the defense. Hamon on defense here. Uh, it's an interesting all, trial, people. How is he going to defend this? Yeah, how the hell are you? First of all, I um, when, especially when I control his mic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and and these headphones are what? How old are these? I don't know. Enough about the headphones. Okay. <laughs> Order in the court. Mr. Madigan is not per se a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, objection. He just said he was a bad boy. Well, ab- objection he overruled. Just admitted it. Objection overruled. Yes. you in the mouth, judge. It's in your defense. What? <laughs> is it or is it not true that Mr. Madigan is intoxicated? He he is intoxicated when he commits the acts. That has been established. This is he intoxicated right now? Probably. I think. No, I'm, I'm pretty sober actually. I slept all afternoon, <laughs> and I ate today. <laughs> I guess I could see that. So he is sober. But. My point is, gentlemen of the jury. That uh, Mr. Madigan's last statement is, is is not really valid on the grounds that he is intoxicated. So I will speak in his defense <laughs> as his wasn't defense intox- lawyer. Objection again, that, I objection right. sustained. I understand. It. Yeah, I understand right, that. I am. Uh, I'll, I'll continue if you don't. Mr. Bracho, silence. Silence back there. Order, order, boom, boom. You're coming. You're up not called lubricated. That is the word. What the hell are you talking about? First of all, first of all. Mr. Madigan's actions are Disgusting. are an expression Lewd. of. Excuse me. Could I? Could we please? Prosecution silent. Thank you. Boredom. As I said, as I said earlier, autogenital ignition. It goes all the way back to the all the way back to the beginning of time. Very popular in the Byzantine era. What? In the Byzantine era. Okay. Yes. I don't see how this is relevant, but okay. No, it is very relevant. It's relevant in the fact that so you're this saying is, it's expression. This, yes. This is something that's been going on. For a long time, this is—it's almost yeah. A but human how does that make it permissible like at Rampage Radio when no one wants to smell the burning pubic hair of Bob Madigan? Well, that's an interesting—that's um, an interesting question. Uh, have uh, you ever smelled the burning pubic hair? I have—I have smelled it. And, and uh, would you like to smell it again? He likes it. I wouldn't like to smell it again. No. <laughs> but <laughs> the truth is, this is something that is go- that has been happening for 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 centuries centuries and this is and this is a forum where this kind of thing can happen okay so you're saying that uh, because this, we're in rampage radio and we're in these closed quarters 
that we encourage this type of creativity, this type of self-expression. We encourage you encourage you encourage self-expression and creativity, but you can't allow a man like this to express himself. And that's the only way that he knows how to do it. It's, it's already been established he's bipolar. You don't make any sense. I guess. Hey, let me just say this. I, I, I think I'm very articulate. For a, uh, I think. No, really. Order in the court. Order in the court. Bob's got the floor. Okay, Bob's listen. Bob's still in the stand. Listen, I can understand, and um, I could just take a look at these walls and know that the smell lingers in this room probably quite a bit. I'll say. So, oh man, <laughs> Boom just farted on me. No farting in the Rampage Radio courtroom, Boom. But uh, you know what? I'm sorry about that, and it won't happen again unless you, I'm really trapped. You've said that before, though, and it happens every week. It won't that happen again. Well, defense, you can. Yeah, we should probably call your character witness to the stand. I, I would like to call my character uh, witness. Uh, yes, I, we're yeah. not quite. Boom. boom. We have the Come character witness. Character witness. Boom King. I the don't Reverend know if he's going to help me out. I would, I, would like, I would like to question him first. Wait, hold on a okay, second. Okay, what do you want? He's got to be sworn in here. So oh, he's got to be sworn in on the Gene Simmons kiss and makeup book. Give him the mic here. Okay. Hail Satan. Satan? Our, our boom, do you swear to tell lots of truthful things and, and all that junk? As long as I can read this book before I have to return to the library. Okay, that's good enough for me. Hell Satan. Okay. okay. All right. hey, by the way, kids, you get that book at the library. Kiss at the library. We have nothing to do with that book, Boom. All right, we, Boom is the uh, character witness here, the Reverend Boom King. Hey, what, what's up? Hamon, uh, defense, you have the floor. First of all, um, uh, um, Reverend Boom, how long have you known the defendant, Bob Madigan? 19, 1973. That's a date. Yep. How many years? <laughs> uh, that was four years after Raw Power came out. Okay. What is your relation to uh, the defendant? I bought his Raw Power album used at the same record store in Detroit. I understand. He sold it but are you related, though? Uh, yes. You are related. In, in what way? Um, same mom, different dad, bipolar, smoking, cocaine, uh, alcohol abuse. So uh, it's a drug relation. Uh, drug dyslexic, relation. hyperactivity, uh, and, and the fish from Lake Erie. Order in the court. They are related on many levels. Okay. I heard they bang the same chick at the same time, too. No, no, no. No, it's not Enough true. of that. That's Order in the court prosecution. What exactly, what, what exactly do you think about his, about his lighting his genitalia on fire? I'd rather have him light his genitalia on fire than try to bang my chicks. But, uh, so are you I, for I the uh, lighting of, of Bob lighting oh yeah. his genitalia yeah, on fire? Yeah, as long as he doesn't use uh, a liquid flammable uh, to ignite uh, other liquids. Because uh, a good friend of ours, Mark, what's up? How you doing up there, man? Good seeing you. Uh, friends of ours have gotten severely burnt, almost killed but playing the but way we do. But Reverend, Reverend Boom King, do you feel he should do this in Rampage Radio after he's been warned not to do this? No, I say he should do it and get paid to do it like I've been telling him from day one in Trocadero uh, when he had uh, Star, our friend Star, urinate him on stage and put his fire out after he lit his hair on fire. She put him out in urine, which is a true story. I've been telling him day one, yeah, dude, but that's bring on a fire. Yeah, not yeah, in a yeah. studio. But he also he doesn't bring a fire. Also, I'd like to give a big shout out to my friend Blue, which is a most you beautiful uh, fire dancers defense, in SF. Defense, he's just giving shout-outs here. Is there, no, is there hey, a point well, to hey, this? Blue, what's up? No, she's a fire dancer. He needs some direction. Uh, boom, sir, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you a few more questions. Sure. What's up, Blue? You're beautiful. Why, why do you believe that um, Mr. Madigan lights his genitalia on fire? 
because um, we grew up in Detroit and, and, and it's about self-mutilation because uh, the, the brother man was trying to keep the other man down and we were just confused individuals and, and like, you know, and, and we were there to, to make everything happen, dude. I got this thing in the Exactly. Bag. And Have you ever seen MC5? <laughs> so it's, it's about brothers then. Yeah, we're about yeah, the man yeah, keeping no, no, people dude, down. Guys, no, exactly. Exactly. We, we that's yeah. what Which is exactly my point. I will say for order, Bob, order. Okay, what do you think? For, for Bob's the defense, I mean, we we've been around. We smoked joints with El Ducci, the real El Ducci, by the way. Uh, that's rest in peace. We smoked joints with him full of pencil shavings. In yeah, but did he we light his shot. dick on fire? Yeah, after the barbecue, sure. I mean, that's the part. You, 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 you go, well, me and Bob got our food stamps. We barbecue, and, we feed, and after a, a couple hours of fire, fun happens, right? So is it? So are you saying it's like? Wait, hold on one second. Wait, yeah, are you saying, hood, Reverend Boom King? Are you saying this is like some kind of homosexual bonding thing that he does? Like some kind of homosexual ritual? No, it's it's, it's fire play. It's fire play, dude. So it's like a homosexual yeah. fire okay. ritual. I, I don't know about you guys. Apparently, you guys are off from California, but me and Bob are from Detroit. <laughs> I'm and also and from and Justin a, Sanchez a, is from a, Michigan. It's AKA a, 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 AKA uh, uh, murder capital. And back in the day, there's uh, 666 fires every Halloween. I still don't see the. I don't. Still, I still don't realize understand the relation between being from Detroit and lighting genitalia on fire. Well, I still have, uh, defense, I don't think it's been established. If I, if, if I may, if I may I clarify defense. here. What? What? On behalf of my client, this is basically the plight of the working man. It's basically a bunch of BS. The plight no, of the working man. <laughs> can we please call some... Can we... Prosecution silence. I used to cut Shut myself. Up. I used to cut myself. <laughs> He's got the board. This is... Uh, you know, first I mean, of all... Burn yourself boom. is better than cut yourself. First Hold of all, the prosecution is is on the board, and that and that's not fair. That is not a fair trial. You know, what? I, we'll, we'll, he's got to work the board though. Because, okay, uh, it's I understand too, that. It's too difficult. Okay, yeah, you're gonna do it. He's he's this an is the plight of the working man. Professional okay. here. This man lights his genitalia on fire because it it established it, it is it's. But I'm not. The think of it as the man. phoenix rising up from the ashes. So a phoenix from the flame here. Exactly. The phoenix from now, it's, it's not a big <laughs> phoenix. <laughs> Uh, it's not a big phoenix at all, but it's it, it's a phoenix no. nonetheless. It's a phoenix nonetheless. It works once in a while. I guess I kind of understand. Well, prosecution, you get to you get to cross-examine the character witness here if you'd like. What in the hell are you doing testifying for him when you came in here wearing a vote Bob off T-shirt? <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Don't let me finish. I'm you do have a vote Bob I, off. I, I hate Bob. And by the way, his defense lawyer he represented Hoffa. <laughs> so wait, boom. Are you, I think he also are you for Satan. or are you against Bob? No, he doesn't. He wishes he does. Bob, are you for or against Bob? I'm... Do you feel he should be banned from the show? I think he needs to be taught a lesson. I think that um, his band um, um, is all a bunch of hype. And um, I think that um, we should just... I just don't want to see him ignite himself with liquid flammables. Uh, only if he uses gas flammables outside, because you know it's like secondhand smoke. You know, dude, it's like you know. Okay. All right, I understand that. Well, I mean, it's I say we make our uh, closing statements to the jury because this has gone on far too long. We, we, we're, we're, <laughs> closing statements of the uh, prosecution. Closing statement well, to the, the jury. What, what do the callers think? I mean, uh, the real shut up. Callers, callers are free to call in at any time. Tell us how bad this bit sucks, and also just to call us and tell us whether or not you feel Bob should be banned from the show, and if you think he's guilty of lighting his genitalia he's on guilty. fire, 751 KUSF is the number of callers. Feel free to call in. That makes sense. Right now we got closing I'm statements from the prosecution. Uh, so yeah, it sucks when he does that because it stinks. 
<laughs> and uh, I don't think he should do it anymore. I don't think he should be in here anymore. Because uh, he can't, he cannot refrain. He can't hold back from lighting his cock on fire. Oh, uh, it looks like you have a collar, so... Uh, I think you have a collar. Well, we can't answer it in here. All right, closing statements from the defense. Oh, there you go. That, uh, that my client, uh, Mr. Bob Madigan, is... Um, is doing this out of self-expression. He's um, he's continuing a, a, a long tradition of um, of genital ignition, and he is um, if if anything if anything there should be guidelines established as to when and where he can light his genitals on fire. Okay, exactly. I think it should be a community service sentence. You uh, witness. You don't. You're not on the stand anymore. We're not sentencing him. Already. This is we're, no. okay. The jury's getting this. All right. This so is continue defense. defense here. Closing no, statements. and and he is. There is no way to stop this man from lighting his genitals on fire. So it's his own expression, it part is, of his being. That's that's yes. exactly why he shouldn't be in here anymore. And the only thing that we can do stop from doing is provide it. him with a humane and 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 safe environment to light his genitals somewhere he has a safe environment his house order in the court order in the court god damn it is that a reason okay is that a reason this is chaos in here people it's chaos fisticuffs all right order in the court order in the court i'm getting through that glass well defense glass defense are you resting all right we got bob close statements close statement closing statement right here from bob madigan Bob, right into the microphone here. Closing statement to the jury. I don't even like heavy metal. I think it's been overdone for years, man. I just come down here to party with the dudes, and if they don't dig what I'm doing, fuck them. <laughs> okay. Uh, there goes your Thank mic. you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Well, let's, um, El Baracho in there. Let's play a public service announcement and then come back with the Cleveland Steamer, the jury's verdict. Just throw in uh, Exotic or one of the uh, public service announcements. And when we come back in a minute, we will have a verdict whether or not Bob Madigan is guilty of lighting his pubic region on fire and whether or not he should be banned from Rampage Radio. We'll be back right after this public service announcement. KUSF. Rampage Radio, 90.3 KUSF. We're back, people. This is the conclusion of the trial of Bob Madigan. We have the foreman of the jury right there, Cleveland Steamer. The foreskin of the jury. The foreskin of the jury. Um, Steamer. Yes. You uh, have heard the case. You've heard the prosecution. You've heard the defense. Please enter, and Chachi as well. Chachi, what's up? You heard the case as well. Please tell the court... The verdict. Well, I think we're going to set a precedent here and just deliberate, you know, in the public view. What do you think, Chachi? Um, I think he's guilty, but I think he should probably be put on probation. Maybe uh, he could use a chastity belt or something. I don't know. Uh, I agree. Maybe in his best. Do you feel he's guilty as well? Yeah, I think guilty too. But But do you you feel he should be kicked off the show? You advocate leniency. But yet... But ultimately, it is up to I, me. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving him the chair It is here. up to me. People, 751-KUSF <laughs> is the number. Tell us whether you feel Bob Madigan is guilty crap. and should be banned from the show. Right now, I'm going to deliberate, and I'm, I've heard the, uh, what the foreman said. The jury has found Bob Madigan guilty, even though it was a good fight from the defense and a pretty good case for the prosecution as well. Yeah, pretty good. I've already made my, my own Great. decision here. I feel that Bob Madigan is guilty of igniting his pubic regions, namely because, namely, primarily because I've seen him do it. And I've seen the consequences. I've seen 
people going getting quite upset. I've, like I've smelled, I've smelled the, the smell of the uh, burnt pubic hair, and yes, I don't like it. It is definitely something I don't like. Well, Bob Madigan, what we have done is uh, we have a legal decree here in the hand that I'm holding. I'm holding a legal decree that basically says that you are not allowed to set fire to any portion of your body, be they comprised of hair, skin, or other bodily component, while you're on Rampage Radio. You can do it at home. You can light whatever you want at home. You can light it outside the street just while you're in the studio. You shall not light anything on fire. Now, if you do, we get your soul. I don't want his soul, man. We get your soul. Now, sign <laughs> right here there, soul. Bob Madigan. I'm feeling gypped. I've already signed it. This is crap. You... Do you agree? Yes. I mean, do you want to continue on rampage? I agree to this. If it bothers you guys that much, you guys are that wussy. So will you light your uh, genitals on fire anymore? No, I will not. You won't do it. Even like if you got... uh, You swear by uh, Gene Simmons. David Lee Roth coming in here and he wants to see something cool. You know, you guys can... uh, All right, well, then you can sign it. All right, Bob Madigan is signing... Robert J. Madigan has agreed that he will not sign or he will not light his genitals on fire or we get his immortal soul, basically. Do you have to have a soul in order to sign one away? Well, he'll also be banned indefinitely from the show. (laughs) We need the uh, signature of the foreman of the jury here. Well, Bob, I understand why the reason. Now that after the trial, I understand the reason why you light your uh, genitals on fire. I understand it. I do. I'm creating I, atmosphere. I understand you it. Yeah, I'll it say. You know? I understand it. I am for it. The that reason that we just stinks. don't allow it on the show anymore is because it smells like ass. <laughs> it's horrible, man. It really does. And in this small, confined studio, it reeks for like two goddamn hours, and we yeah, can't take it anymore. Yeah, but if you're listening to like all of this death metal and stuff, don't you want to like set an atmosphere where it's like decaying flesh yeah, but and stuff? Bob, when when Bob, they come in and do the Bob, God show after yeah, that's this. That's what I'm Bob, talking about though. You, you guys don't even well, get Bob, it. Well, Bob, this like, is what I'm saying though. I listen to a lot of death metal. I'm a huge fan of death metal and I never, ever when I'm listening to death metal feel that I want to smell <laughs> the burnt pubic hair while I'm listening well, to death they're metal. they're talking like about uh, you know, decaying corpses and stuff. Yeah, but man. they don't light their dicks on fire. I don't but think the lead singer Morbid Angel lights his dick on fire. Do you think I'm Tom Uriah lights his dick no, on Tom fire? No, Tom Uriah is way too serious exactly, to light his exactly. dick on fire. Exactly, exactly. All right. I well, I think we've already set a precedent here. The ruling has been made. Bob is not allowed to light his dick can, on fire on Rampage Radio now? anymore. I think we should get back to music. Right now, this is Rampage Radio, people, and uh, hopefully stay tuned. We were supposed to have David Faustino, formerly uh, he used to play Bud Bundy, and we have the Zodiac Killers supposedly coming in here right now for uh, being such good, patient listeners out there and listening to the entire trial. (laughs) Right now, we're going to reward you with porno, porno, porno. Japanese Hardcore Volume 2. Boom, tell us real quick about this porno. Uh, This is made in Japan. It's from 1999. It's two hours plus minutes. Uh, scenes are 101, a lot of uh, pseudo-rape scenes, pseudo-father f- and daughter scenes kind of thing. It's uh, pretty hot. Have you pleasured yourself to this porn? Oh, many times, many it times. boom hey, people. Hey, hey, this is why I don't light my dick on fire, because I can't jack off. All right, people. Right now, I'm giving away a copy of Japanese Hardcore Volume 2. It's Marilyn Chambers' birthday today. Yes, 421, 1954 is when Marilyn Chambers is born. She's 48 years old this year. Please call me, 751-KUSF, and tell me what commercial 
was Marilyn Chambers in? What product was she advertising? She was in print advertisements for a certain product. Give me a call, 751-KOSF, name that product. If you don't know, guess, you'll want a copy of Japanese Hardcore Volume 2. I also have tickets for the Cutthroats 9, Wash and Die, Pitch Black show at uh, Lucifer's Hammer this Tuesday, Covered Wagon, April 23rd. Go to it, it's going to be a great show. Give me a call, 751-KUSF. I'll also give you tickets for it. This is Rampage Radio. I am Dirty Sanchez. Thank you, everyone, for for uh, participating in the courtroom uh, proceedings. It's Bob been, um, is out here. been a special Rampage moment. Bob is still on as long as he wants to be here. 751-KUSF is the number for requests. We'll be back in just a bit. I hope you enjoyed this nostalgic um, uh, clip show that we played here. Uh, We'll be back next week with episode 510. I might be a little late because I'm flying back that weekend and uh, might be jet lagged. And I like to get really drunk on planes. Uh, So that might even increase the jet lag. So who knows? But we will be back with episode 510. Until then, take it sleazy.
Do you remember those tape cleaners? Cassette sort cleaners? Of. They were like a, it looked like a tape. You put it right. in and then you put some like solution on it and it demagnetized and clean your tapes uh-huh. or your tape deck. You can't even get those. They said maybe <laughs> eBay. <laughs> Did you go to Best Buy? No, I went to Walgreens last night. It was really funny because she was just like, well, what's it called? I was like, it's a, it's a cassette tape, tape deck cleaner. <laughs> and she was like, for what? I was like, to, to clean the tape, the tape deck. You put it in, you clean the tape deck. She's what like, dick? <laughs> no, she was just like, for a cassette? Why don't you listen to like an MP3? You got an iPhone? I was like, it's not. I don't, no, I mean, I yes, I have those, but I want to listen to a, a tape. She's like, why? And I was like, because do you have the cassette cleaners? And she's like, is this from the 90s? And then she like called some other guy, like this other black guy. This is the really ghetto Walgreens. Yeah, no, black people are very good at customer service. Yeah, the other black guy's like, this is from the 90s, right? And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, yes, I've, I've traveled through time to come here. But you know what, though? To be honest, Best Buy doesn't sell these. Radio Shack doesn't sell these either. The guy at Best Buy had never even heard of a tape deck. <laughs> so I found this old guy to help me. It worked. It's working. I, I was able to record it. 